0: Uh, we're now joined by Crazy Aunt Lindsay, host and creator of the Fab Lab. The Fab Lab is a YouTube series where real kids join along and learn just how fabulous science, technology, engineering, and math really are. The videos have everything from STEM concepts, science experiment experiments, easy DIY projects, and crafts for children. Most recently, Crazy Aunt Lindsay and the kids jumped into donut science. We have Lindsay here to tell us more. Thanks for being here hi thank you we're super excited love the youtube videos
1: thank you you're
0: welcome how did this passion uh, for kids education and science and diy come about and how did you turn it into the fab lab yeah i think well i mean
1: i think the first thing is uh i was a kid that was really really curious i got into absolutely everything Mainly because you know both of my parents worked. My grandmother worked. Um, you know, my grandmother worked a little bit less than my parents did. So uh, I got to uh, get on her nerves most often by taking you know uh, her her weekly um, you know grocery uh, rations, if you if you if that's a good word for it, of milk and eggs, and try and learn how to make. Souffle rise uh, food Network was a, a big part of my childhood it launched when I think was in third grade and uh, I would just see everything on those shows and I would try to replicate them in my in my everyday life I was a, a tangible learner I loved how uh, teaching myself how to do things that my family and friends could enjoy uh, that was what really gave me a sense of self and growth so when I got to uh, into my mid-20s, I took a quick break from my career in advertising. I worked in new business and um, digital development for, for many, many years, um, even up, up, until, up until to this, to this very day. Um, but when I was working full-time in advertising, I took a little bit of a break because I was super burnt out. I wasn't sure that I was in the right career, number one. Um, and to make ends meet, I took care of people's children and I was reminded of who I was as an 8, 9, and 10-year-old. And I just really brought that into the homes of all of the people that trusted me in their homes with their children. Um, And when you approach children like you yourself are a child versus approaching children like you're the authority or you're the person that needs to keep them in line, when you approach them um, on a one-to-one basis, when you bring yourself to their level, which not for nothing, there's a child inside of all of us. Most of us are suppressing that child because that child was suppressed when they were a child. Um, you know, got to be grown up, got to make money, got to do all the responsible adult things. When I took my, you know, one hour or four hour, um, four hour slots that I had with other people's children, I got rid of that. Short of making sure everything was safe um, in the home and for the kid, I totally lost myself in my childhood self. And I think that that is a part of what makes the show so magical. I am bringing my full eight, nine, ten year old self to the experience with eight, nine, and ten year olds um, and seeing what we can make and learn and discover together.
0: Wow. That's fantastic. I'm buying it. Where's the check? I'm ready to write it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> hey, there it is. So, where did the nickname Crazy Aunt Lindsay come from?
1: Yeah, well, you know, the truth is, um, my father is uh my father was about twenty five years older than my mom. So by the time uh I was born, I had nieces and nephews. My um, my oldest nephew uh is only about, I think, eighteen months younger than I am. <laughs> so from the time I was born I was an aunt. Uh pretty pretty literally or shortly thereafter. Uh so fast forward you know, 25, 30 years, I've got lots of nieces and nephews. My siblings have all had children. My, my younger brother and I are the only ones that don't have, uh, don't have biological children uh, yet. Uh, but, you know, people start asking to be, you know, godparents and this whole thing. So I have been Aunt Lindsay from, from day one as I got a little bit older and my friends um, and community members starting having children. Uh, you know, I come, from, I come from a formal background where adults are called you know, Miss, uh, Mr., Mrs., um, Miss. And then, you know, but of course, being sort of younger than the tradition, it was really hard for me to trans- to hear young people call me by my first name. But it was even harder for me to hear them, you know, call me Miss Mur- Murphy or Mrs. Murphy. Uh, so just to help parents along, I would just have them, you know, call me Aunt Lindsay. And then something really funny would happen um, you know, I would, I would, again, be in these experiences with kids of varying ages. Uh, and because I don't really approach the world uh, entirely as an adult, <laughs> I'm very much an adult and a very responsible, but because I tend to see things um, through the lens of fun first, uh, you know, always trying to get that laugh, always trying to get um, that, that lesson across in a, in a less than usual way. I would hear all the time, oh, Aunt Lindsay, you're so crazy. You're so crazy, Aunt Lindsay. Um, and it just stuck. When it came time to name my YouTube channel, I just grabbed it right out of the hat, uh, the thing that was at the very top, and it stuck.
0: Very cool. I love it. What are some of your favorite episodes? <clears throat>
1: Well, you mentioned, um, you know, the Blue Star Donuts video. We did a whole, uh, for Women's History Month, uh, we had a partnership with Blue Star where we got to talk about the history of donuts, not just donut science, but the actual invention and creation of them um, and how they really became sort of a brush fire snack here in the United States. And it was all thanks. To um some really really brave courageous women uh, during uh, the different world, world wars and Vietnam uh, war where we had uh, these amazing women that had these recipes from old countries um, and they would make them very simply just you know a little bit of a little bit of flour a little bit of salt a little bit of um you know this a little bit of sugar um, and making these delicious things so that the um the
0: Oh, did we lose our crazy auntie? I think we did, but I want to hear more. While we wait, how was your science and math when you were younger? I loved science and math. And I've recently thought about sort of what the moment was where uh, it felt like it wasn't okay to love science Mm -hmm. and math. Did you have a moment like that? I, uh, I didn't, actually. Really? Yeah, now that I'm kind of thinking about it. But I I feel like Crazy Aunt Lindsay is like uh, uh, Mr. Wizard because I remember Uh, watching Mr. Wizard and doing the like volcano baking soda vinegar in the sink and like trying all of those things. And so um, I think if I'm honest, I think maybe it's the moment when I got to high school and there was less help Mm. when things got a little harder. Mm. Yeah. um, And you don't know where to go to get the help to kind of expand that so you lean harder into the thing that you are good at which is English and writing and all of those other things so yeah Lindsay are you still with us
1: I sure am yeah Yeah, I heard 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 we lost each other um So just to to quickly uh, recap, you asked what one of my favorite episodes was, um, and I was pointing to the Blue Star Donuts episode, mainly because we got to tell these untold stories of these incredible women who not just brought um, the recipes into a really tough situation, um, but they also were able to expand it and really seared into the hearts of Americans. And it's really those untold stories of what makes things successful, what makes things sort of tradition, what, what leans into things like nostalgia that ultimately are the things that keep things in our hearts and open up um entire entire industries. You know, donuts are among the most popular, if not the most popular snack in our country, the United States. Um, and, you know, being able to discover and retell the stories of these incredible women who braved some of the harshest conditions um, to bring hospitality and a sense of um of home to the front lines of war as as a part of a story that not just explains some science behind you know behind baking behind um the reactions that sugar has with yeast and all these really interesting scientific concepts that we get to talk about but the actual stories that make those things possible Mm.
0: that's so wonderful and how as we when we we briefly uh were away from you we talked about our own um, times we loved science and times we stepped away so if if adults mm-hmm. wanted to re-engage um mm-hmm. what's your advice for us to sort of get back into play of science
1: yeah honestly i mean not to shamelessly plug myself but you know the fab lab <laughs> do the it. Fab Lab was i mean i'm an adult when i started the fab lab uh, i was an adult i myself was not um you know before 2000 you know nine Uh, you know, 2008, 2009, when I was uh, choicefully working with children, I didn't go into it thinking to myself, I'm going to be a science teacher. I'm going to create a show on this thing called YouTube that, you know, was, you know, only a couple of years old at that point. It wasn't even taken seriously by mainstream just yet. We just sort of forget um, how unusual YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, these were not things that were readily embraced by, um, by, you know, by hordes of people. It was one of those things that was kind of like, yeah, let's see what happens or, Oh, that's interesting over there. Let's let the kids go on and play. Um, So for me, when I jumped into childcare, I wasn't jumping into, I wasn't willfully knowledgeably uh, intentionally jumping into an experience with kids around science, technology, engineering, and math. It just is something that happened. So when I approached uh, these different, experiences these, these different exercises these, these different projects it was truly through the lens of not knowing um not not knowing the basic STEM concepts not knowing them and still having to get kids excited about them and part of the reason why I think the show is so popular is because it truly is a show for adults be that a parent or a teacher or a child care provider or a grandparent aunt uncle A babysitter, which is what I was, um, to really lean into the quality time, the limited quality time that families often have with kids while making the most of it and learning something at the same time through the lens of play. So if you're an adult, um, and you're wanting your kid to be encouraged. I'm actually giving a talk in a couple of weeks at the National Science Teachers Association, the NSTA conference, which is a, a very big deal. We're talking, you know, 50,000 science teachers from across the globe fly into um, fly into the United States every year to attend this conference. Um, I'm, I'm delivering one of the keynotes, and you know, one of one of the what what my what I will be sharing with them is the very real fact that. The majority of kids, kids tend to be into whatever they're encouraged to be into, not forced, but encouraged to be into, and whatever it is that their parents tend to have excitement and knowledge of. When you look mm-hmm. at the majority of police officers, almost I think the I, I I saw a statistic that I'm going to poorly relay, but it's very it's easily findable on the internet. I think something like 70 to 80 percent of police officers are the children of police officers, Um, you know, 70 to 90% of pastors are the children of pastors. Uh, You know, when we talk about um, things like mechanics and, you know, different um, blue collar roles, we normally learn how to live life and what is for us by what is demonstrated. So if we don't have enough adults that are confident and, and, and exhilarated by the learning process around STEM, then we cannot expect children who later grow into teenagers and then go from teenagers into young adults to not just be excited by them, but stay excited by them. And so the show really is built, built from an adult, who didn't have a strong relationship with STEM concepts? You know, now I get to go to places like Harvard and Google, um, and you know, places like NSA and give talks about you know being a science communicator. But I didn't start out as a science communicator. I put one foot in front of the other. Um, again, putting myself in a child mindset: What is interesting about this? What's fun about this? What's the thing that I really want to stick with me? And what's the thing I want to pass on to kids about this particular? or this particular um, exercise, how can I make it more fun? How can I make it um, you know, sort of a seamless part of, uh, of quality time that adults get to have with their kids? Um, because ultimately, if you're having fun doing something, it's not going to feel like work. So it's really about making things more fun, not feel like work, and uh, and a natural fit for the quality time that adults are going to spend with their kids anyway. Um I don't know. To me, that's 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 one of the way. One of the ways you can do it is by checking out the fab lab, watching the show, a- attempting any of the projects because they're all super fun, and every single project is made specifically to have multiple lives within your life. That there's no. I think um, as I was coming back, I heard you guys talking about the um, the uh, volcano. Uh, Baking Soda and Vinegar Mm. Volcano Project, uh, which is such a fun project, but at the same time, it's pretty wasteful, right? You do it one time or you do it a couple of times, you show your friends, and then you throw out the giant paper mache volcano that took, you know, days and days to make. That's not what the Fab Lab does, does. The Fab Lab version of that exact project is the carbonic colors, where I literally teach you, your kids, how to make DIY sidewalk chalk with things you already have in your garage, under your sink, um, and you have sidewalk chalk that you can use in your front yard, forever and ever, gift it to friends and you get the same lesson. You get the same chemistry lesson that the volcano would teach you, but you're not wasting a ton of time. You're not throwing the project out. You're living with it, you're gifting it to friends and you're making it over and over again. And that's that's what science really is. We use science over and over again in our daily lives without even really knowing it. This is a little bit more intentional, but with a lot more impact. Mm-hmm.
0: Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing your passion for your work and for STEM.
1: Oh, it's my joy. Thank you for having me.
0: Again, thanks so much to Crazy Ann Lindsay, host of the Fab Lab. She joined us to talk all things fun and learning in the world of STEM. You can find her on YouTube or the Fab Lab.